football on off the ball. We played each other, I think it was Bournemouth versus Wigan, and to this day I've never had a tackle attempted on me the way James tried to tackle me. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Off the ball, breakfast. Ireland's sports breakfast show. Ronan, former Republic of Ireland manager. Good morning to you. Morning, guys. How are we? Very good, thanks. Um, we'll come to Amber Barrett in just a moment's time, but I just want to ask you to begin with, obviously, we're full points. We're top of the group. Promotion's in the bag. Uh, we see other teams do this all the time, Sue, and we watch on enviously, but um, at the very top level of the elite sports that we're involved in, it's rare that we see an Irish team being so dominant. How do we cope with all of this is the question I have for you. <laughs> I know the pressure will be on now when we go up to uh, Group A next year. But look, you can only play what's in front of you, and I think the team have done excellently to date, um, as you said maximum points from four games but we scored 12 goals conceded one um two games left i expect us to get six points in both those games the style of play has evolved um the team are playing with more freedom the attacking players particularly the the world-class players that we have like katie mccabe denise o'sullivan they're getting themselves in more advanced positions now and able to express themselves for more and um, affect the style of play and affect the attacking style of play which is really really pleasing on the eye and obviously is helping with the results so um, yeah it's been great so far but of course we do look at the bigger picture and, and conscious of the opposition that we're yeah. playing but as I said you can only play what's in front of you Yeah we'll probably hopefully get a slightly stronger hungry time team this time than we did the last time Just on that point about the style of play um, in the extended press conference uh, Eileen Gleeson was talking about I, I read between the lines to take it that she was a facilitator nearly as much as she was a manager, that she was trying to help the players basically play the way that they wanted to play or letting players into the positions that they feel best in, which has been such a talking point over the last couple of years. Um, and the players themselves in that group will know that the pressure is on them to back up their words effectively. So they have to feel part of that solution or that performance. Um, the only thing is, obviously, that that pressure, let's say, like that doesn't last forever. The mindset that they're in now about proven that they were right is not a long-term plan, let's say. No, it's not. And I, I suppose if I didn't say she's more of a facilitator, really, I suppose at international level, that's what the coach is because you don't get so much time with the players. And it's about creating that environment to make them feel comfortable, that they can express themselves, that they feel they're able to do that um, at the risk of making a mistake. There's not going to be repercussions. They're encouraged to play to the best of their ability, their ability obviously within whatever the structure is in for any particular match. Um but yeah, the, the players have, de- have wanted to play with a little more attacking flair. Now, the the performances and the style of play in the World Cup and the lead up to the World Cup that obviously got us there um, at the World Cup, you know, it, it helped us not concede too many goals. But everybody felt that we could have, you know, had more more in our attack and play. Uh, and obviously, the players felt the same. So Ireland is now facilitating the players to to get that back into their game to show what they can do. And I suppose the next step now is next year when we're playing better opposition to see if they can take that forward to the next step and if they can do it against uh, tougher teams. Yeah, and it seems like the candidate list is down to two and she's repeatedly said she doesn't have any interest in being on that list for now. She'd be, I'm part of the team, I think she said yesterday, I'll always be part of the team. I don't know quite what that means, but she'll be yeah. around She'll be around anyway. I did want to, I was going to ask you, Sue, just about the facilitator nature of the role and the impact that that would have on potentially bringing in the best manager as in the appetite for somebody to come in to just be a facilitator. But from what you're saying, that actually wouldn't really be an issue that generally that is kind of part of the brief at that level. 
Yeah, well, look, obviously you, you need to be a coach as well. And, you know, I mean, you have to have a, a certain qualification. So, you, you, of course, you're going to do some coaching. But, I mean, a big part of it is making that environment, making players comfortable that they can perform. Um, and I always refer to Andy Farrell and the rugby lads. You know, you hear them forever talking about what a team environment it is, the culture. They've never experienced anything like it. And the results on the pitch have matched that. You know, they've been able to, they feel they've been able to form, perform better than ever. And that has to be right at every um, high performance uh, camp and you know the culture has to be right of course you, you need to be a coach as well you need to be organize, able to organize your team but you don't get a huge amount of time with them you're not you're not concerned or you are concerned about fitness but you're not working on fitness with players there's only a certain amount of team shape you can do and you know obviously allowing for who you're playing so you know that facilitator piece is a big part of it. So it's difficult to compare the end of the Vera Powerain and and so far in the Eiling Beast one because the standard of opposition has varied so wildly. But even looking at the stats uh, of Vera Pau's tenure, towards the end of first halves, Ireland were quite vulnerable. They'd concede goals against the likes of Canada, France, the USA, and their possession dra- stats would drop significantly in that same period of time. What for you has Eiling Gleeson done differently to Vera Pau in the style of play? And I, of course, there is the caveat of the opposition at play, but fundamentally, what's changed? Yeah, I suppose in, in many of the matches, um, when we and, we and it was, you have to recognise we were playing higher opposition, you know, under Vera um, the, uh, for the majority of those games. And if you're in a defensive shape and you're you're trying to you're concentrating so hard, you're you're, you're chasing your opponent, you're trying to make sure there's no gaps, you're trying to win the ball back, you're trying to hit on the counter attack. I mean, that takes its toll mentally as well, you know, as physically. And then we were seeing lapses in concentration. Maybe the players couldn't sustain that for a forty. Five minutes there was lapses of concentration unfortunately at the wrong time and we were conceding goals so I suppose that's flipped now you know we're, we're not sort of in those situations where we're sitting back where we're having to really really concentrate we're playing now with the shackles off we're, we're in the ascendancy we're taking the game to our opponents and it's just a different mindset I think um, in terms of when you are defending and you're chasing the game we all know how hard it is so when you're in possession everything comes easier you know the lapses of concentration are not as evident evident or, or not as often. Um, so I think that's really a, a big part of it, the opposition uh, and the style of play. Yeah, it's it's interesting to analyse the shackles being off. It could be a myriad of reasons. Is the pressure valve finally released from the, I suppose, the intensity of the end of Vera Pau. And also, so it's an element that this Eileen Gleeson tenure is ephemeral. Like she has made it clear that something's going to change after these games. Is that why the, the players are playing with so much more freedom? Or to maybe ask you a, a little bit of an unfair question, is Eileen Gleeson not perfect for this job? Well, you talk about the pressure of Valve and the pressure was on the players. And I mean, when you think about it, we we were trying to qualify for finals for for so long. Eventually we qualified and obviously there was the release, the emotion uh, around that. And then we went into a year, if you look at the stats, I think after these two games we would have played the most games the national team has ever played in one year, I think 14 or 15 games. So, you know, it's been, uh, there's been a build up of pressure right through to those games in the World Cup. So the, the pressure valve then with all the changes that, that were made uh, subsequently, Vera leaving, the players maybe playing a more attacking style, Maybe the environment, they, they're enjoying the environment better. Um, so they are playing with the with the shackles off. And I suppose to go back to the other point you mentioned about Eileen, um, 
is she the right person for the job? Well, I mean, look at all you can do is look at the CV, and she's now got what is it, four wins out of four. Um, Eileen was always very popular in the league here. She's been a coach all her life. She's always been popular with players. So she's obviously, I've never been in the dressing room, of course, so I can't say, but her teams have always performed. So therefore, I can only assume she has created that environment for players to excel in and to enjoy. And obviously, that's what's happening now. Um, so if you look at her CV, you'd be saying, well, why not? You know, I, I suppose in the past, we've always looked across the water or looked somewhere else around the world uh, to see, to, to, to get a, a new coach in and it hasn't always worked out. So maybe sometimes we need to look closer to home and look at our own people because we do have a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of qualified people in this country and people that know the game and know the culture and know the context. And I think that can be as an important part at international level as well when you have limited time on the pitch with the players. Well, the Republic of Ireland have scored 13 goals in the four games that Eileen Gleeson has overseen. So speaking of goals, Amber Barrett, do you understand the omission? Um, well, just listen to Eileen's uh, press conference there that you played. I hadn't heard it yesterday. Um, she's saying football reasons, and I, I'm sure it is football reasons. Um, she's introducing new players, and we have a wealth of talent at, at underage level and attacking talent as well. The two girls that have come in from Piedmont have been fantastic this year, and you know they've won the league against all the odds, I guess, in Piedmont. And those young girls, the, the whole midfield uh, and four players for, for, for Piedmont have been fantastic. Um, I suppose when you look at the stats, what did Amber get? Five goals in ten games. Amber style plays a little bit different I guess you know she she she's a fast player you know she liked the ball over the top run on to get a goal like she did against Scotland if the team is evolving maybe the style of play doesn't suit um, Amber you know the style that Adali and her staff are trying to implement but I also think she is looking at to the future and introducing younger players bit by bit while she can and, and as I said these are definitely the games to do that because you know you can't be taking risks on young players against the Ingans and Jeremy's of this world if you haven't already given them some experience so Football, I, I do firmly uh, believe that it is footballing reasons and I can see I can see maybe why that's the case. Um, even as that may be, it must be an incredibly frustrating time for Amber Barrett who's doing really well in uh, at her own club. Um, she has never really had that run of games. Like she never got the, you know, the, there's obviously that goal. It's no matter what you would do after that, there's, it's a career defining thing either way uh, for the enormity of it. But, um, and it's not like she's, beaten down by that but equally she could still feel legitimately hard done by right no for sure and I'm sure she does you know and she seems to be doing well at her club in, in Belgium and scoring goals and that's all a striker can do I guess um, and she can all she can do I guess is put her head down and keep working hard and keep scoring and trying to knock on the door and maybe having those conversations with Eileen and her staff to see if there's anything different she needs to be doing um, but it is I have no doubt it is frustrating and look it's happened before in the past to other players and Unfortunately, it won't, Amber it won't be the last player she, it has happened to. But I can see why, you know, there's obviously speculation around it and why there's a conversation there. But when I look at the players that Eileen has brought in and even players that are not in the squad, apart from Amber, like we do have a wealth of talent up front now. So it is going to make it more difficult for all the players to, to fit in that squad. We uh, danced around the question about Eileen Gleeson, um, uh, the replacement, permanent replacement for Vera Pau, um, and it seems it's down to two. We're not hearing any whispers in the wind about who it might be. Who's getting the gig, Sue? Gosh, I don't know. I didn't even know it was down to two. The last seems I heard that it was... way from some of the reports, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea, to be honest. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I had heard there was a big interest in it and there was over 20, I think, initially. So right. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. It's uh, I haven't heard anything on the on the grapevine, unfortunately. So this is the new FAI. This is the absolute success of it. There's, you know, you're not hearing any any leaks. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> for a change. <laughs> Sue, for whoever does get this job permanently, what would you like to see that person change um, in terms of possibly personnel or the system. So look, it's been a while now since we've played top ranked opposition. Um, oftentimes Vera Powell was criticised for her formation. Like think about maybe your favourite starting 11 if everyone's available. Is a three-five-two actually the best system to get the most out of this crop of players or is there something different we can be doing? Yeah, that seems to have gone that way. Um, and it seems to be one of the more preferred styles now. Um, let's not forget when we are playing the tougher teams, we are going to be more defensive than we are currently. Um, so we're going to have to have a, a nice shape about us, you know, defensively. But you don't want to be sitting so deep that you're on top of your box. And when you break, you might have one player up top and you're trying to get up to support the centre forward, whatever. And, you know, the ball's just coming back at you again. So... Um, I think the wing backs is definitely a way of getting players forward quickly. Um, three centre halves is quite solid at the back. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I would definitely like to see us play some opposition in friendly games if possible. I'm not sure what the window looks like now in terms of when the fixtures fall, but if there are any chances at all to play friendly games, I think we need to be targeting top teams and then trying to look at, uh, okay, well, what way are we going to shape the team in and out of possession and uh, you know, add on to what we've done now in the attacking sense, but now start working on the defensive shape as well and what that looks like at the higher level because we haven't been tested in this, uh, in this group at all and I don't expect us to be seriously tested in the coming game either. Yeah, it's a bit of the fake war but no matter what happens. But uh, indulge us regardless. One last one on Denise O'Sullivan. So uh, listen to her talking during the week about the, trying to keep up the fitness, the various sessions she's been doing. She obviously hasn't had any games um, with the US League, haven't obviously shut down uh, yeah. over the period of time since the last time Ireland were out and she scored the goal in the quagmire, of course. Um, but just your impressions of you know, is it a slightly in an Irish shirt reborn Denise O'Sullivan for the reasons that we discussed at the very start of the interview about players been facilitated a little bit more. She's taken on captaincy, obviously, at the Courage and maybe any impact that that's had in, in the shadow, I suppose, of what, you know, maybe the Nigeria game aside was a disappointing World Cup for her. Yeah, it definitely was a disappointing World Cup for her. And, uh, you know, Denise is the ultimate professional and she's always honest and critical of herself. And to hear her say that, you know, she it was really, it was pleasing to hear her say that herself. And unfortunately, you know, we, we didn't have her, we didn't see her at her best in, in, in Australia. Um, and I think a lot of that was to do with the position she was playing in. She was playing in a deep-lying midfield position and that's not her best position. It really isn't. She'll, of course, do a job there. But her, you know, you're going to get the best out of Denise O'Sullivan in an eight or a ten, and and you always have done. Um, but to show you what a professional she is, she stayed back. She could have gone home, you know, spent some time with her family, and she stayed in the USA to to stay fit and to get herself in in, in prime position or keep herself in prime position for these games. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of her as we have with Katie with Katie McCabe in advanced positions as we as we play these last two games and, and move forward next year because I mean they're two world class players. We keep saying it and uh you know we need to make the most of them while we have them.
Yeah, she's technically such an unbelievable player every time you see her play. There's definitely a bit of the Roy Keynes about her in, in every regard. And interesting yeah. to see her in an Arsenal shirt as well during the week. Uh, you know, maybe a portent of things to come. We shall Hopefully. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, it'll be a better time zone to be able to see her on a more regular basis. For sure. Those are uh, Christmas decorations. It's uh, half seven. Fainted at the notion. That's right, yeah. Half seven. Uh, half seven started. Off the ball. Breakfast. Two on and we're chatting down the track. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show.